I'm Professor Bob LeBlanc. And I'm Professor David Hanright. Welcome back to Balderdash Academy's On The Air. Tonight we have a blast from the past with 1933's The Schmanker Twins, Teenage Detectives. Yes, the Schmankers, an average American New England family with a secret, a secret only the kids know about. Join the Schmanker twins, Giles and Mildred, as they solve the mysteries of their own hometown. So join us after the program for some fun facts about the episode. And without further ado, let's sleuth along with Giles and Mildred in episode one, Meet the Schmankers. It's another relaxing evening with everyone's favorite teenage detectives. Join us as we spend an evening getting to know the Schmankers in The Schmanker Twins, Teenage Detectives. Tonight's episode, Meet the Schmankers. Goodness, what a day. Oh, Mother, are you making my favorite? Yes. Oh, darling, I hope your day wasn't too, too bad. Here, have a rat's cracker with bologna and cream cheese. That's real Crift cream cheese. I just love food products from Western Table Foods. How thoughtful, Mother. Yum. Have you seen your brother yet? Oh, Mother, you know I walk home with Janet and Minnie. Giles walks home with his friends. That sporky fountain is so annoying. Now, Mildred, you have your little annoying moments, too. Everyone is entitled to their own annoyances. Except your father, of course. I don't think he's ever annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mother, you are as funny as you are beautiful. <laughs> Listen, Mother, I've created a new, shorter way of talking. I think I'll call it acronymic. You see, all you need to do to shorten a long sentence is turn certain phrases into acronyms. Like this one, for instance. By the way, just say B-T-W. Honey, dearest, but B-T-W is just as long as saying by the way. <laughs> Actually, I think B-T-W may have more syllables to it. Why not just say by the way? I think it would only be shorter if you were to type it all out. Just, but why type it when you can just talk to people? <laughs> well... Minnie and Janet thinks it's it's just a rip snorter. Uh, what, darling? I simply don't understand you. Speak English, please. What evs? T T Y L, mother. What? My goodness. <laughs> hello, hello, mother. Oh boy. Rats crackers with real crift cream cheese and bologna. Your sister's favorite as well. Oh, gee, Mother, I love the salty, crunchy, buttery, savory taste of rats crackers. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you ever so much, Mother. Now I need to take care of my homework before I head to Sporky's house. Oh, Mother, are you playing with Sporky? You know how your father and I feel about his parents. They are boldly determined to make us look like beggars at the club. I simply don't understand. 
I know what you mean, Mother. Sometimes Sporky thinks he's all that in a bag of pork rinds. It's because his dad got rich inventing that thing for the army. You know, half spoon and half fork. What did they name it again? Oh, for the life of me, I can't remember. <laughs> well, get your work done so we can go out to play. Dinner will be ready at 5.30. Your father will be home soon. Don't be late. I have no idea where you will be, who you will be with, what you will do, where you will go, what you might pour into your body, what you might touch, eat, lick, buy, trade, sell, inject, bury, seal, shoot, fondle. But I really don't think I will worry about that. <laughs> Just be on time, sweetie. When I ring the dinner bell, you come running now. I always do, Mother. Besides, Sporky and me don't usually go very far. Usually. Good afternoon, my angel. Good golly. Savory rats crackers and real crift cheese. How delightfully thoughtful. The children just adore this recipe. Well, Honey Pumpkin, I wouldn't exactly call it a recipe. It's more of a construction. Nothing is actually mixed. It's just pre-packaged foodstuffs created for a newer, happier world. A world where the Great Depression is a distant memory. A world where men and women are equal and the President honors the contributions of all Americans. When will that be, darling? I have no idea. Good afternoon, Father. My, you're looking well today. How was your job today down at the office? BTW, your shirt has that funny pink stain on the collar again. BTW. Strange. We didn't have any clients selling pink stain today. I spent the day on dratted paperwork with my secretary, Sharon Spivey. Oh, how is Sharon? Has she recovered from that terrible influenza? The what? The influenza? You told me. She had influenza. That's why you've been taking her work to her in the afternoons, right? Oh, the... Influenza! Yes, gosh, yes! Sharon is right as rain now, dear. And she would like to send her thanks along for the corn chowder you prepared and those lobster-dipped rats, crackers, and crib cheese delectables you sent with me last week. She is so sweet. You tell her I am so happy she is feeling better. I can assure you, honey, Sharon feels great. Inside and out. Wonderful. I'm sorry, Mildred. When I came in, you said B-T-W. Whatever did you mean? I'm so glad you asked, Father. It's a new way of speaking that I've created. It's the wave of the future. It will shorten everything. B but honey, what does it mean, sugar? It means by the way. Only shorter and faster. But Dumpling, BTW isn't any shorter. I, I think there are actually more syllables than simply just saying by the way. 
Gosh, Father, I thought at least you would understand. GFW, Father. GFW. Teenagers, darling, I think I will have my cocktail in the living room while I listen to the radio. You just continue what you are doing. Don't let me impede on your progress. How thoughtful of him. Now I can do the dishes, clean the kitchen, finish dinner, darn his socks, wash the clothing, bathe the cat, trim my nose hair, and wrap up the remains of these delicious rat's crackers in peace. Ah, now to relax with my very favorite radio show, Aphrodite Prime. Nothing but static from the radio. Not again. Drat this Timothy Warren broadcasting. Honey, did you have any trouble with the radio today? The radio? Darling, you know I don't have time for the radio. Now, sweetheart, I've just finished shaving the cat and scrubbing the kitchen. Dinner is almost ready. Come freshen your cocktail and help me set the table. Set, set the table? Whatever do you mean? Never mind. What was I thinking? Come to dinner, sweetie. I shall ring the bell for the children. Pull up the chair. Mother, are we having lobster tails and stank filet again? Gosh, that's three times this week already. Oh, sis, stop. Can't you see Mother is near tears? Mother, don't cry. We will tough it out and eat what is in front of us. We are so sorry. You are so right, Giles. We do appreciate you, dear, and no matter how often you force us to eat these meals, we will do so. You are all so sweet. I knew I could depend on you, and to show my appreciation, I made you a new dessert. Apple bologna marshmallow turnovers with real rat's cracker crust. Oh, honey. That sounds scrumptious. Father, that is an interesting word, isn't it? Scrumptious. <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes. You are so right, Giles. I have to admit, the only time I hear that word is from the milkman. Usually, when I bend down to pick up the milk from the stoop, when the milkman is watching, I hear him chuckle and he says, scrumptious. <laughs> He's right about how good the milk is, but that word, <laughs> what a silly word. <laughs> oh, mother, stop it. You had me laughing to tears. <laughs> Mildred, darling, how was school? Okay. Okay? Is that another one of your shortened phrases? Don't tell me. Um, overly kind. Uh, outrageous kittens, oversized kidneys, omnipotent... Father, don't be so silly. It means okay. You know, everything is all right, good, satisfactory. Oh, now I understand now, Mildred. I do believe we have connected here on a deeper level. Maybe now you can open up and tell me about how you and Kermit Peterson are making out. Making out? Oh, father. Oh, oh, no, 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 I, 
I do apologize for my thoughtlessness at the use of your generation slang. I meant to ask, how are you both getting along? Is it getting serious, sweetheart? No. Kermit and I broke up last week and just before the homecoming dance. I'm sure I can't go. I don't know who will ask me now. I, I think maybe I should go along without a day. You know, just with my friends. Oh, honey, no. How would that look? People would talk. This isn't Boston. I am so sorry about Kermit, sweetie, but please consider our reputation, Pumpkin. Your reputation? Is that what is important to you? Why, yes, what else of course. could matter? Oh, sis, I didn't know. Is, is that why you've been so distant lately? I'm, I'm sure I can get a friend to ask you. I'll be taking Sandra Clunk to the dance. Maybe we can double date. Sandra Clunk? No! How did you ever manage to convince Sandra Clunk to go to the dance with you? Whatever do you mean, Mildred? What's the problem with Sandra's Clunk? Problem? Oh, there's absolutely no problem for Giles. Sandra Clunk is only the most beautiful girl in school. What I can't understand is how my brother talked her into going to the dance. Oh, come on, sis. I'm okay. Uh, why are you so surprised? Yes, sweetie. I think your brother is an ideal date. Of course. Giles is very sweet and handsome to boot. I'd say he's the most handsome boy at Crofton Academy. Oh, no. The most handsome boy at Crofton is Casey McDean. He's the new boy in town. He's only been at Crofton for a month or so. Oh, I know Evelyn McDean. They are a very nice family. Honey, you know Darren McDean from the club? They just joined a couple of weeks ago. Darren? Oh, yes, of course. He's the engineer from that strange-sounding company, isn't he? What was that? It was a hemorrhoid? A Polaroid. (laughs) They make cameras. That's right. And who would make a more photogenic partner than Casey McDean? Hey, wait, listen... For one second, sis, I'm sure to be uh, your, your favorite twin brother when I tell you this. You're her only twin brother, you silly. It was a joke, sweetie. Oh. I'm friends with Casey. Perhaps I could find out if he would take you to the dance. Casey McDean? Take me to the dance? Oh, come on, Giles. YGTBK? YGBTK? You've got to be kidding, YGTBK. You've got to be kidding. I understood you the first time, sis. And no, I'm not kidding. I'll talk to him. Casey doesn't seem to have much confidence, though. No matter. He is good looking. Thanks, Giles. That would be okay. There you go again with that okay thing. Let it go, dear. Just let it go. Listen, Mildred, dear. When I was young, I didn't have the stunning confidence and charisma I outwardly project now. I was nothing but an innocent lad. Then I was forced to serve in the army due to conscription. Something about a world war. My father did his best to get me out of it. He tried a number of arguments. Insanity! 
Small hands, bone spurs, to no avail. So I was first to serve as a congressman's aide in Washington. Oh, the violence! That was a confidence booster, I'll tell you. Oh, and you were so dapper in your uniform. Father, please. It's 1933. There's never going to be another war. We will just have to figure out a different way to help Casey gain confidence. I suppose so. I, I feel so bad for your generation. Thank you, Father. I'm sure this depression will end eventually, and I will not make nearly as much money as I am making now. Then... Where will we all be? Oh, Father, I've told you, you need to look to the future. That's why I'm going to become an electrical engineer. In the future, for instance, telephones will be tiny objects we simply carry in our pockets. They will be able to connect us to anyone in the world and tell us any piece of information we could possibly need to know. But mostly, they will be a constant distraction from real people and real life experiences. <laughs> Maybe you could find a use for that crazy way you use acronyms. Exactly! Honey Pumpkin. <laughs> How many times am I going to tell you girls can't be engineers? It's not normal! You're not normal, Father. I cannot have this conversation again. May I please be excused? Me too, please. But children... I made apple bologna marshmallow turnover with a genuine rat's cracker crust. Save me a piece, please. Me too, please. <laughs> Giles, can we talk more upstairs? Certainly, sis. Mildred, listen. Meet me in front of the high school in ten minutes. I will explain there. We can't talk here. Jack, see you there. Oh, Cora. Mildred is just plain delusional, I tell you. Become an electrical engineer. I have done my best to repress her desires, darling, but she is strong-willed like her father. I suppose you are right, sweetheart. Now let's have some of that apple turnover. It's real crift cheese. And that rat's cracker crust smells just wonderful. Meanwhile, down near the high school. I just say that. Gosh, Giles. I'm a kid. I would be honored to accompany your sister to the dance. But, but frankly, she hasn't been honest with you. What do you mean, Casey? Well, I met Mildred last week and we got to talking. She's asked me to help her with a mystery. I'm sorry, I, I meant to tell you. Are you angry? No, j just surprised. I, I think it's a a okay. <laughs> a okay is that short for something? You have met my sister, haven't you? <laughs> Listen, Casey, has Mildred talked to you about the strange goings on down at the old Granville house? Oh yes. Um, we have a new clue. Mildred thinks the Peterson family actually owns the Granville mansion. The Petersons. Oh. M.G. Oh, jeez. Now I sound like Mildred. Uh, but, uh, Casey, Mildred was dating Kermit Peterson. Oh, I know. Oh, hey, here she comes now. Mildred, 
You have some explaining to do. I'm sorry I deceived you, Giles, but I needed help and Casey agreed. As it turns out, Casey's mom is actually Kermit Peterson's father's cousin. He has information about the Petersons. And about the old Granville mansion, I assume? That's right. Seems old Mr. Granville was my mom's great-grandfather, so that makes him my great-great-grandfather. Mom says the family believes he hid a fortune somewhere in the mansion. Gosh, Casey, that is fantastic. I knew there was something to that place. Why, just last week, Mildred and I were snooping when we saw the flicker of old lights moving through that dark old place. Yes, we thought they were trying to rob the place, but all of a sudden, three men in dark coats with their hats pulled down came out of the back door. And Giles, look! Gosh, Mildred, where did you find all of that money? Yesterday, I did some snooping on my own and found this money just outside the back door of the Grantville place. I think those men's dropped it when they left. Gosh, Mildred, there must be thousands of dollars here. We need to take this to Sergeant O'Flanagan down at the police station. Wait a minute, you two. What what, what makes you think it wasn't something else? Like maybe real estate dealings or or tax collectors, or maybe it was the police already. Good point, Casey. We need to find out. Let's go there now. All right. Come on, Casey. Uh, But maybe this is not a good idea. Wait for me, you two. At the mansion. Look, the window on the back door is broken and the, and the door is open. Let's go in. Maybe we can get to the heart of this mystery. Yeah, but, but, but wait, wait, this, this, this is trespassing. This is illegal. This, this isn't our house. Gee, for such a brave looking boy, you sure are timid. WTF. And Giles. <laughs> uh, WTF? Oh, the makers of Rats, Crackers, and Crift Cheese. I love Western table foods. Wait, wait a second. I am not timid. Come on, then. Be careful, you fool! Must be here somewhere. Stop! Did you hear that? It's in the other room. Quick, Giles. Casey, find a place to hide. That won't be necessary. Casey, where did you get that pistol? Uh. Put the gun down, Casey. Are you crazy? Don't call my son crazy. You are the crazy ones thinking you could come in here and interrupt our dealings. Put your hands up. I knew it. BTW, we're not going to tell the... We are going to tell the police. Knew what? This money is counterfeit. They aren't the people mother and father think they are. B-T-W? What does B-T-W mean? It means by the way, mother. But B-T-W is actually longer than saying by the way. Why would you need to say B-T-W? Don't get her started. Mother? Yes. These are my parents and I am their 22-year-old son. You are a meddlesome pair, aren't you? Ah, that doesn't matter. Soon you will be mysteriously missing. G-F-Y, Casey. G-F-Y? It means... Put your hands up. 
Sergeant Doe Flanagan? Kermit? But how? Kermit? Oh, Kermit, but how? I'm sorry, Mildred. I never wanted to break up with you. It was my parents. They just don't, well, care for your parents very much. I understand. Really, I do. Thank you. But I love you, Mildred. So I've been following you and Giles. I, I, I just wanted to see you and, and maybe help. I saw that you might be in trouble and, well, here we are. You're okay, Kermit. Okay, is, is that short for something? It's short for you're going to jail, mister. All right, boys, round these three up. Thanks to the Schmacker twins, another crime has been stopped. Thank you, Thank Sergeant, you, Sergeant O'Flair again. again. Thank you, kids. Well, sis, maybe we should head home. Kermit, thanks again. Giles, will you give us a moment? Oh, sure thing, sis. Meanwhile, the next day at the Schmanker household, Skip Schmanker is just arriving at home after a day at the office. Cora Schmanker is at her usual task, cooking dinner for the family, shaving the cat, and mixing cocktails for her husband, Skip. Good evening, sweetheart. How was your day? Well, oh my goodness, where where do I begin? First of all, the cat started having her kittens in our bedroom or more. The paper boy threw a newspaper through our front window. I needed to repaint the foyer, scrub the basement, clean the furnace, weed the gardens, volunteer at church for three hours, do the dishes, iron your laundry, and prepare your dinner. It was exhausting. Yes? What were you saying? I think I need a cocktail. Excellent suggestion, dear. I'll have mine in the living room. Hello, Mother. You look very nice tonight. I trust you had a full day as usual. Were you able to clean the furnace and repair the foyer like you told me? And I scrubbed the basement. I've told you once, I'll tell you again. In his cocktail, he will never suspect it. Then you can live as a free woman. What? You're such a cad. Can you please tell Giles it's time for dinner? Certainly. He'll be right down. It's another evening meal with the Schmankers, brought to you by delectable crisp cheeses and rats crackers, made with love by Western Table Foods. When you say dinner, say WTF. Now back to the Schmankers. Remember when we left, Cora Schmanker was discussing why she drinks. Skip Schmanker was ignoring her, and fraternal twins Mildred and Giles Schmanker had just come downstairs for dinner. So, Mildred, is it all right to ask how your day went? Well, mother, father, today Kermit Peterson asked me to accompany him to the homecoming dance. And I accepted! Kermit? But Mildred... Didn't you tell us you and Kermit broke up? He's a very different Kermit now, Mother. And besides, he gives my life a little mystery. And how true. Everyone needs a little mystery in one's life. Funny how things work themselves out, isn't it? All it takes is time. And hard work. And patience. And excruciating pain. See? We're all in this together. Of Of course course we are. are.
The end. Thank you for joining us tonight for an exciting evening with the Schmanka Twins, Teenage Detectives. Next week, Skip drives his golf cart into a water hazard, and Cora has quite an afternoon getting to know the milkman. Until then, we're on the air. I'm Bertie Brink, TTFN. You know, listening to that, Bob, you got to think how blind is Father Schmanker to everything that's going around around him. He's completely tone deaf in the entire piece. Poor Um, mother suffering with that. And yet the uh, the actress, Sylvia Grove, does an amazing job maintaining her composure, even though I suspect that it started to get to her as a performer. I, it, you know, it reminds me a lot, a lot of my own childhood, to to be honest with you. But uh, you know, there was all this stalwart quality about mom, which uh, I think uh, Sylvia Grove really comes across uh, in her character. Yeah, one of my favorite things about the show in general, the, this entire series, is how independent the kids are. Extremely independent, considering this is 1933, 1934. Yeah. Kids just weren't like that. And you, you have to hand it to the authors of this series for creating independent, independent kids, especially teens. Especially teens. And speaking of independent stories coming soon, we have a special treat for you. You have the opportunity to listen and watch a special bonus episode of Balderdash Academy's On the Air with our comedy short, Franken-Beans. Next month, we also travel to the high seas with everyone's favorite pirate in The Bonnie Tales of Captain Bellamy. I, I love that pirate series. That is one of my favorites. And it's going to be one of yours, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes of Boulder Dash Academy's On the Air. If you like what you heard, support the show by sharing our podcast or picking up merch from our store. All information can be found at balderdashacademy.com. Remember that you can see and hear original vintage radio plays live at St. Lawrence Arts in Portland, Maine. Our next show is February 7th, 2023. Each show features our Balderdash Academy Ensemble performing many never-before-heard radio comedies set in 1934. Tickets are on sale now. The link is in our description. Additionally, any show that you hear on our podcast or in our live show are available to perform For license information, check us out online at balderdashacademy.com. I've been your professor of history and headmaster of Balderdash Academy, Bob LeBlanc. And I've been professor of visual arts, David Hanray. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next month on the air. Balderdash Academy's On the Air was performed and written by David Hanwright and Bob LeBlanc. On the air theme music is Jazzy Reloaded by Frank Schroeder and is used under license. The Schmanker Twins Teenage Detectives, Episode 1, Meet the Schmankers, was created and written by David Hanwright and recorded live on August 30th, 2022 at St. Lawrence Arts in Portland, Maine. It features 
David Hanwright as the narrator. Bob LeBlanc as Father Schmanker and Mr. McDean. Marie Stewart Harmon as Mother Schmanker. Molly McGill as Mildred Schmanker. Nate Green as Giles Schmanker. Carla Rose Dubois as Mrs. Dean. Randy Hunt as Kermit Peterson and Casey McDean. Foley by Steve Corning. Audio recording by Ian Odlin live at St. Lawrence Arts in Portland, Maine. Music was TikTok, TikTok Quarantine Time by Winnie the Moog and was used under license. Produced with special thanks to Deirdre Nice and St. Lawrence Arts in Portland, Maine. For more information about St. Lawrence Arts or space rentals, please visit stlawrencearts.org. Produced and edited by Bob LeBlanc. Text copyright 2022 David Hanwright. Series and recording copyright 2023 Balderdash Academy. All rights reserved. Go Dashers! <laughs>